This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a special Frontline of Hope update with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for Wednesday, June 3rd. Welcome, Bishop Brennan. Thank you, and I should say welcome to you. Uh, I know you've been attending to your mother, and I hope she is well, and uh, it's great to hear your voice in the studio. It has been a great learning experience for me, and I know that it is for many of our listeners to be able to spend time with their parents as we age. And But if you've had an opportunity to visit your relatives during this COVID crisis, it's really important to be safe, but also to be sure you spend a lot of time with them. This quarantine is really affecting many of them. Yes. Yes, so many people. So many people feel, uh, feel isolation um, and feel it very intensely. Mm-hmm. And because it's real, because that's what's exactly what's going on. We're being isolated. And today's first reading starts with that kind of welcome. Uh, Paul uh, speaks to, to Timothy, and he says, My dear child, and then he says, I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day. Isn't that great? You know, um, the the two letters of St. Paul to Timothy are really for me, powerful images. Basically, it's the elder, not exactly elderly, um, but it's the elder Apostle Paul coming to the end of his life, not because of age, but he's in prison now and knowing that this is leading toward his execution. But the elder Apostle Paul is now passing on the baton to the next generation, to the younger bishop, Timothy. And Timothy is a little nervous, a little unsure of himself. And so the two letters of St. Paul to St. Timothy are always words of encouragement and um, and a little bit of challenge, you know, sort of a little bit of good coaching, you might say, uh, but, but always encouraging uh, Timothy as he picks up the baton from Paul and now speaks the gospel to a new generation. And it's eloquently put in the letter to Timothy. Would you like to read that for us? Sure. I mean, the reading today is a little bit longer, but there are some great lines in it today. So he says, this is one line I go to very, very often. He says, for this reason, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake, but bear your share of the hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. Isn't that powerful? It is, and with uh, some of these protests, it just kind of brings to mind to me the need for love and self-control during these times. Exactly, you know, and um, and not and let's not be ashamed of the gospel of life that you and I proclaim. That all of us who are listening, we proclaim it, we live it. Do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, but bear your share of the hardship from the gospel with the strength that comes from God. So you know, um, 
but but Paul is asking of Timothy, the Lord is asking of us even today. On, on the one hand, to exercise some prudence, some self-control. On the other hand, though, let's not be ashamed of speaking the truth. And, you know, um, the Holy Father spoke about this today, but, but we, you know, the sin of racism, and we have to acknowledge that that's a reality in, in our world, in our society, even today. With you know, great progress has been made, but we still know that there are still very strong remnants of racism, and um, you know that the sin of racism is part of the attack on the respect for the dignity of the human person, and that that's going to be our rallying cry always. You know, respect for the dignity of the human person created in the image and likeness of God, and the sin of racism is a sin against life. And our Holy Father, I think, worded that well today. What did he have to say? Let me. I, I know this is a little bit on the the longer side, but um, it's I, it's important. And I think he says it so well. I think it's best that I quote him. He says, "You know, every Wednesday he greets. He has the audience, the the public audience, and I think they they're just resuming it. But most of that's done remotely anyway. So he said, "I greet the English speaking faithful." joining us through the media. Dear brothers and sisters in the United States, so you see the Pope is speaking directly to us today. I have witnessed with great concern the disturbing social unrest in your nation in these past days, followed by the tragic death of Mr. George Floyd. My friends, we cannot tolerate or turn a blind eye to racism and exclusion in any form, and yet claim to defend the sacredness of every human life. At the same time, we have to recognize that the violence of recent nights is self-destructive and self-defeating. Nothing is gained by violence, and so much is lost. Today I join the church in St. Paul and Minneapolis and in the entire United States in praying for the repose of the soul of George Floyd and of all those others who have lost their lives as a result of the sin of racism. Let us pray for the consolation of their grieving families and friends, and let us implore the national reconciliation and peace for which we yearn. May our Mother of Guadalupe, Mother of America, intercede for all those who work for peace and justice in your land and throughout the world. May God bless all of you and your families. So the Pope correctly ties this all together, that, you know, you can't turn a blind eye to racism and yet say that you defend the sacredness of every human life. So, and, and, and I don't think anybody really does. I think the point is this is a rallying cry for us to say that this is part of our constant proclamation. It's part of the uh, testimony that we give that uh, St. Paul was talking about. Don't be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord. Right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I thank the Holy Father for his greeting and his concern for us here in the United States and for his words of wisdom, which inspire me. I hope they inspire so many others. In uh, today's Gospel reading, Jesus is trying to be tricked again. Yesterday they were trying to trick him by saying, should we pay the taxes because uh, we, we don't think that's justified. Uh, and then today they tried to trick him by saying, you know, if, if somebody is married seven times to seven different brothers, 
whose wife will he be in heaven? <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and, and basically what Jesus seems to be saying in these these readings, he says, I'm not going to answer your silly questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so yesterday, he, he didn't answer their silly question. He said to, he turned to them, he says, well, you know, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. Well, if the coin belongs to Caesar because it has his image on it, what has the image and likeness of God? Mm. We do. Give to God everything. Give to God everything. And recognize the image and likeness of God in everyone around us. And again, that goes back to what the Pope was calling us to today in, 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 uh, in, in crying out against racism. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, today he's talking about resurrection. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's saying, you know, you, you just don't, you don't get it. You you don't get what <clears throat> resurrection means. Resurrection is living fully the life in God, mm. and uh, and that he 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 teaches us, but we learn more by knowing Jesus crucified and risen. C.S. Lewis said that outside of the Eucharist, the most uh, the holiest thing that we'll run into each day is uh, that of the other person. And uh, today's scripture ends up saying that. Jesus said that we'll be like angels in heaven. And that kind of harkens back to what Pope Francis had said in his Wednesday audience, for me at least, that um, we need to see sacredness in every human being. What a, what a great way to put it. And I think that's got to be our starting point in everything. Can we look into the eyes of anybody around us, any single person around us, mm -hmm. and see the image and likeness of God? Mm -hmm. If that's our starting point, that's going to change how we, how we act, what we say, and how we react. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes that's hard to do. Sometimes it's hard to do. But can, can I look into the eyes of any other person? That's how radical the gospel is. Can I look into the eyes of any other person and see the image and likeness of God? Mm. Good, good, good way of putting it. Thank you, Bill. Well, it's, um, it, it's difficult to, to kind of unpack the Scriptures at any time, but it is, it is interesting to unpack the Scriptures as we go throughout life, and it allows us to see a little bit uh, more clearly how we can be not cowards, but rather show the power and love and self-control that uh, Paul to Timothy mentioned today. Uh, Bishop Brennan, would you like to close us with a prayer? Sure. Why don't we place all of our concerns into the hands of God? Let us pray that his will be done in our lives and in our world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And may Almighty God bless all of you and all your families in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I had forgotten to mention one thing, so before we'll, we go, I want to make sure I circle back to that. You have some ordinations of three new priests next Saturday, June 13th. 
Um, That's right. How can we participate in that other than watching online at uh, the cathedral at columbuscatholic.org you or can listen watch to online, St. Gabriel? Listen to St. Gabriel, um, but also in prayer. I love that line in the uh, first reading today. Uh, I, this is a great day for priests in general, too. As we're all renewed as we see a new batch of priests coming forward. And um, we're all, so we're renewed as we see them coming forward. But also, this is a time that a lot of priests are celebrating anniversaries. And so I go back to that uh, letter of St. Paul to Timothy. I remind you to stir into flame the gift that God gave that you have received through the imposition of my hands. You know, so so maybe one way is by praying. Please pray for your priest. Pray for the fellows being ordained. Pray for vocations to priesthood and religious life. I'm telling you, I said this last night in a parish, Columbus has this strong legacy of uh, of vocations right now, uh, especially women to religious life, and I'm so proud of it. Let's just um, keep praying and, and asking the Lord to bless those young vocations. Well, thank you, Bishop Brennan, for centering us back on prayer for our priest. It is going to be a great day in our diocese to celebrate not only our new priest, but to celebrate the gift of our priest's lives to all of us as an example of God's power and courage in all times, in all places. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.